Today's story featured no individuals. Rather was it on the scale of a gigantic Russian ballet. It contained spectacular effects, strange and weird effects of lighting, effects that were Levin's own inventions. His reviews had for long been proclaimed as the last word in sheer spectacular sensation. Into this, more artist than producer, he had put the whole force of his imagination and experience. The prologue had represented stone, man's infancy. This, the body of the work, was a supreme pageant of machinery, fantastic, almost awful. Powerhouses, dynamos, factory chimneys, cranes, all merging and flowing, and men, armies of men, with cubist robot faces, defiling in patterns. The music swelled and eddied. A deep, sonorous clamour came from the new, strangely shaped metal instruments. A queer high sweet note sounded above it all, like the ringing of innumerable glasses. There was an episode of skyscrapers, New York seen upside down as from a circling aeroplane in the early dawn of morning, and the strange, inharmonious rhythm beat even more insistently, with increasing menacing monotony. It drew on through other episodes to its climax, a giant seeming steel erection, Thousands of steel-faced men welded together in a giant collective man. The epilogue followed immediately. There was no interval. The lights did not go up. Only one side of the orchestra spoke. What was called in the new modern phrase, the glass. Clarion ringing notes. The curtain dissolved into mist. The mist parted. The sudden glare made one wish to shield one's eyes. Ice. Nothing but ice. Great bergs and glaciers shining. And on the top immense pinnacle, a little figure facing away from the audience towards the insufferable glare that represented the rising of the sun, the ridiculous puny figure of a man. The glare increased to the whiteness of magnesium. Hands went instinctively to eyes with a cry of pain. The glass rang out, high and sweet, then crashed and broke, literally broke, into tinkling fragments. The curtain dropped and the lights rose. Sebastian Livian, with an impassive face, received various congratulations and side hits. Well, you've done it this time, Livian. No half measures, eh? Damn fine show, old man. Blessed if I know what it's all about, though. The giant, eh? That's true. We live in an age of machinery, all right. Oh, Mr. Livian, it's simply too frightening for words. I shall dream of that horrid steel giant. Machinery as the giant that devours, eh? Not far wrong, Levin. We want to get back to nature. Who's growing? A Russian? Yes. Who's growing? He's a genius, whoever he is. The Bolshevists can boast they've produced one composer at last. Too bad, Levin. You've gone Bolshe. Collective man. Collective music, too. Well, Levin, good luck to you. Can't say I like this damned caterwauling they call music nowadays, but it's a good show. Almost last came a little old man, slightly bent, with one shoulder higher than the other. He said with a very distinct utterance, Like to give me a drink, Sebastian? Levin nodded. This little old man was Karl Bauerman, the most distinguished of English musical critics. They went together to Levin's own sanctum. In Levin's room they settled down in two armchairs. Levin provided his guests with a whiskey and soda. Then he looked across at him inquiringly. He was anxious for this man's verdict. Well? Barman did not reply for a minute or two. At last he said slowly, 
I am an old man. There are things in which I take pleasure. There are other things, such as the music of today, which do not give me pleasure. But all the same, I know genius when I meet it. There are a hundred charlatans, a hundred breakers down of tradition, who think that by doing so they have accomplished something wonderful. And there is the hundred and first, a creator, a man who steps boldly into the future. He paused and went on. Yes, I know genius when I meet it. I may not like it, but I recognize it. Groen, whoever he is, has genius. The music of tomorrow. Again he paused, and again Levin did not interrupt, but waited. I don't know whether your venture will succeed or fail. I think succeed, but that will be mainly because of your personality. You have the art of forcing the public to accept what you want them.